VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Do We Get Here, the only audio road trip podcast that has zero brakes, not one. Don't drive the car because it has no brakes. Very dangerous. No okay, stop lights or anything. To completely detour here. Yeah. Um, before we Already? even get the subject <laughs> announced. Yeah. Just sorry. You talking about cars? Uh, yeah. I know we don't want to get into this full story, but I saw your video of the $5,000 <laughs> booty call. Yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to me. All of that is real. I've had people reach out and they're like, so that was for content, right? Like you came up with it. No, that that story. Oh, I believed it wholeheartedly. I never had a single doubt. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about on my YouTube, go to youtube.com slash or just search Coney on YouTube like the hot dog. Uh, you will see a story. My first date cost me $5,000. That's not what the, the title is a little cheeky. No, I don't think it is. is. It's very honest. Yeah, you should it's a go chain ahead and reaction watch that video. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable, but I swear to God, it happened. Um, if you want the uncut version, it's two hours long on Twitch. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more to that story that didn't get out there. It's on a Twitch VOD, uh, but the YouTube video is 30 minutes. But yeah, that's the craziest story. I I, I drank antifreeze at one point. Yeah, not to, and it sounded delicious. It, it it is sincerely i it's it's actually good <laughs> uh i don't want to like spoil the ending right because i think that's part of the surprise yeah but of course i see why you were messaging me about that ending yeah 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 i, I think i gave might, you the uh... perfect one though because it really allowed you to lean into the great trucker era yeah it all worked out i think a lot of people are driving up to connecticut as we speak to uncover the treasure um What's what the best part of that, by the you way? You should have or, leaked like the license plate on it or something. If I had it, I would have. Yeah. I, I could have lied, actually. I should have done that. I should have just had a fake license plate. And then somebody just gets calls from <laughs> my fans. They're like, uh, but no, I, I wish I had more info. I did have a bunch of people DM me and they're like, you know, do you know anything about where it was? Do you know like yeah, so, what part of the you know, state? Long story short, just so the, the listeners informed. Uh, there is a truck hidden somewhere in Connecticut and the people <laughs> have to find it. Yeah. Uh, now I hit this truck there in 2005, maybe 2004. I don't remember. Yeah. 0% um, chance it's still there. Yeah. But everybody is like, I either have people who are demanding answers or people are like, that's not even still there. Stupid. That doesn't, they towed that. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, man, that's probably, <laughs> But what if they didn't? <laughs> what if it's still in that in that parking lot? There were well, no. It was like a corporate parking lot, but there were no logos on the building. Like I don't even know if there were any. Like it, it might have been out of lease or something. Do you have a town that you were near? No, 
I, I it's just Connecticut. No You're idea. saying it's, a business parking lot in Connecticut is what yeah. they had to narrow it down to. That's it. In northern Connecticut, probably, because I went from Massachusetts to Connecticut. So, so, so probably. Like, it could be south? Uh, it could be south. I think it's northeast, but it could be south. Like, it could be right above, you know, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck, everybody. I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing. I literally have nothing else to go off of. Like, so this today, is before, we're talking uh, like, about the cynical stuff. cacophony of liberal Mario. Yeah! Wahoo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Illuminations Mario. I, we've kind of like talked about it here and there, but I feel like this movie deserves a dedicated hour. I, I think it or as long as we're going to do it before. Yeah, it's we not an hour. Something else. Yeah. But no, it's... it's uh, I think enough stuff has come out. We've seen enough from the trailers and we've speculated quite a bit. We've about, heard the voices. We've heard all the voices, right? And uh man, um everybody seems to be going for it except Chris, <laughs> who That's is uh very how muted. It feels. Yeah. Which might I, be okay, because if he's, like, the straight man and everybody else is goofy, that's probably fine, you know? I think, like, if you can detach yourself from Mario, it'll be okay. Yeah. Because um, I saw, like, one clip of people being like, why do we not Why do we not hire Charles Martinet, right? No way. Well, okay, okay. Like, I heard this argument, like, way long ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, I saw a clip from the original JoJo's, like, OVA. Mm-hmm. And Charles Martinet was, um, or Martinet, what is it? Martinet, but, yeah. Yeah, Martinet. He was an Italian man. I just posted it in the chat. You can just listen to like a second of it. And you can be like, oh, that's an Italian full sentence from uh, Charles Martinet. So it's, I'm just like, yeah, I get, yeah, he could have could have done it. I get why they didn't. But it's just like, I wanted to give Chris Pratt the benefit of the doubt. But after so much coming out, I'm just like, I wish they just gave it to the goat. Yeah, now I'm listening to this and I can hear it. Yeah, like that's what he, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I, I I can see that he could have done it. I think the problem is like if you take him out of it, there is this like divorce between the game Mario and mm-hmm. like the movie Mario. And if you have Chris Pratt or if you have Charles Martinet, who is clearly like that's like the same. It, it, even if yeah. it sounds a little different, it's the same guy. It would be kind of weird and confusing, I think. I get like it, but I also you know? disagree. I don't mm-hmm. know, because I, I watched, like, the French dub of it, and, bro, the French voice actor, like, that's Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Mario. i say that. People um, said that he was going crazy. Well, what else is really interesting is that this movie is originally made in French. What? Yeah, because it's Illumination. I didn't know Illumination was French. Yeah, so we're watching the dub. <laughs> like, the English is the dub. That's crazy. Yeah, if you go back and watch the, the French trailers, the lip sync matches perfectly. Really? Yeah. Uh, do they not update the lip sync for, like, the U.S. and stuff? I, I mean, you have to no realize idea. how much work that is. No, it's a ton. Yeah. Because then it's uh, like, okay, why don't we do that for Spanish while we're at it? Like Exactly, yeah. Like, dubbing voice is... Uh, so much more of a science than just like translating because right. you try also have to try to make it be the same amount of time by either, re- you know, reducing or st- padding out like in a sentence. Yeah. And then you kind of have to, if you want to take it a step further, you try to make a sentence match with like 
these phonetic structures, which I don't know. Like, there's a lot you can do. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces to it. Because, like, how do you... You have to get something that looks similar, or if it doesn't look similar in terms of, like, mouth shape, then it's going to yeah. totally rock stuff. And like, it has to be the same timing. And Whenever yeah. I did film, and, you know, you have all these backup strategies for, like, how to sync audio when you don't have proper sync. Yeah. Like, what do they press record after the slate or after the clap or after whatever? Or what if they just didn't do it in the first place? Yeah. Uh, you always want to look for buzz and puzz. Because those are like the only letters where like your mouth is whole closed for when you say the letter B and the letter P. So, oh, huh, yeah, yeah. So if you're trying to sync audio, try to look for when the mouth is closed on B and P. And that's the best second best way to sync. That's a neat little trick. Yeah. Yeah. That. You have to have those tricks when other people fuck up. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of that in, in that. Yeah. World, you know, but that's why I think I, it's so interesting. Oh, M as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. M. I had no idea that uh, that illumination was French. I don't know how I avoided that information for that long. So the minions came from there. <laughs> yeah, does that make that's more crazy sense? crazy to me. A little bit, actually, because that's also where the rabbits came from. Um, and they're kind of the same. Yeah, so, Ubisoft is also... Are, I thought, are they... Yeah. Is Ubisoft French or are they like French-Canadian? No, they're French, dude. Are oh, they French? They're full on French. I know what you mean because I think they have an office in like Quebec. Yeah, um, they do. But no, I think they're full on French. I think they just went over there because it was comfortable. <laughs> gotcha. I there's something going on. I don't know French comedy. I just know that they made rabbits and uh and and minions and they love Jerry Lewis. Is that the is it Jerry Lee Lewis? I forget. That's the guy that yells. And I guess loud is funny in France. So. And I guess everywhere. <laughs> they were ahead of the curve. Oh. The Mario movie is... Oh, uh, wait one I, sec. I don't know. Um, what? We thought it was Montreal. And I see my confusion here. I thought they were based in Montreal. Okay. Oh, I see it now, yeah. too. They're based in Montreal in France. I've never heard of it. It's Montreal, but instead of an A, it's a UI. But everything else is the same. Yeah, it's... That would have got me, too. Yeah, I mean, I just was like, yeah, that's in Montreal. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. That's crazy. I I'm I wonder if Mo if Ubisoft will ever make a movie. Probably not. They don't really have a franchise that's big enough. Like, Rayman's dead, right? So I mean, who's to say rabbits can't? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. They could. It's literally the same thing as minions. That's I feel my like point. rabbits are just gone, though. Like, rabbits also haven't been... What was their last thing? I guess that um, the, the kingdom thing, the XCOM game, you know. Uh, I mean, they just released another one. Yeah. But that's not, like, hugely popular. No, no, it's not. Rabbids were big on the Wii. Like, the Wii era, they went crazy. Yeah, they missed the ball on that one, dude. It's it, They were just screaming with plungers, and everyone cheered. Everybody thought that was so funny. It's just a yelling rabbit. And then Minions uh, just stole it bar for bar. Literally the same thing. Just incomprehensible gibberish. Are you an Illumination guy? Uh, What do you mean? Like, in their movies, and, I mean, it's all kid stuff, I guess, but... Let me see what know. movies they've made. 
Illumination is like one of the most cynical corporations to me personally. Like they mm-hmm. do like Sing, uh, um, Secret Life of Pets. Just oh, that's like, literally I, it. You literally, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Just those three. Uh, um, and like Despicable Me, which is Minions, you know. Um, I, 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 I just, hear so much about them because just mm-hmm. being as close as I am with Jaden uh, and how sure. into animation she is, obviously. It's, you know, like that one tweet that says, it's easy to enjoy little seasons when you don't got a bitch complaining in your ear. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. me with animation. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even think I get a chance to enjoy <laughs> those that. films because, like, she's just telling me why they're bad. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. And, um, but, like, I will say for the Mario movie, she's very much so, like, oh, yeah, I'm surprised it looks as good as it did. Yeah, Illumination is really trying their hardest. And I'm like, well, Nintendo would vaporize them if they didn't. I wonder what that's like working with Nintendo on a movie. Cause not only is it like a new, obviously Nintendo's notoriously difficult to work with cause yeah. they're very control heavy, but this is a totally new medium. They had one movie a long time ago and it was bad. Yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, I know like we both like loosely worked with Nintendo in or around uh-huh. Nintendo. And I feel like in our very small mediums, whatever we were doing, very difficult to navigate. Right. Extremely. So I wonder what that's like on a scale when it's 90 minutes long. Because, you know, the Mm -hmm. the horror stories I've heard from, like, animators and artists and, like, the actual animation industry is, um, I guess, like, how how many trade secrets should I expose? I had a friend (laughs) who worked under Spielberg for uh, Animaniacs. Damn, okay. And... All, all I would hear was like, oh, I finished a background, and then Spielberg comes in and goes, nope, do something else. And it's just like... Really? Yeah, because, you know, ideally in animation, it's kind of like a it's a factory. It's a seamless machine yes. of, you you know, you pass the storyboards, you get your in-betweens, you get your background, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's everyone is operating in their own capacity. And then having one person come in and go, nope, start over, just sets the whole machine back so much. Yeah, the assembly line gets fucked up. You're you're just yeah. totally gummed up that way. Do, no no constructive feedback. No like maybe try this. Just this sucks. Don't do it. Damn. Yeah, I mean I think they're like they're told some like what to do, but I just heard it was a lot of like starting over again. Gotcha. Okay. Which is just infuriating. They they did not renew that job. They worked on it for a season. It was like I'm done. Yeah. Was it it was new or old Animaniacs? I guess the new one, right? Yeah, it was the new one. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I was damn. I, I, I have to imagine Nintendo probably did the same thing. Is just constantly sending stuff back and forth. But I I I don't know how you can do anything with that. I, I think the answer is you just get as close to the games as you can. No, but even then, they're notoriously weird, even if you go gameplay. Like they want to make sure it's presented in the right light. Like some of that stuff seems scary, right? Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the whole Bowser thing and the fire. I guess nobody's getting hurt. You know, there's no like danger. Our producer says it can take anywhere from four to seven years to complete a 90 minute animated movie. What? Four to seven? That means yeah, I they don't... have to be no. That makes on that sense in the to chamber. me. Does it? Because I feel like if, if they make Sing. And then Sing 2 comes out two years later. You were going to make that anyway. What if the first one bombs? That's crazy to me. 
I think like maybe four to seven years, I think that might be a bit extreme. I think like, I think four to seven, if it's like 2D hand animated and everything. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I would say like just shot in the dark. I think you could trim that down to like uh, realistically like three to four, three to five. I feel like there have to be processes in place, right? Like there have to be ways to, uh, we're, we're so, it's 2022. Surely we can make that work. That's crazy. I don't know. I uh I, I I don't I I when I watch Illumination, I think there's something and and I feel this way about like some other things too like Trolls, the Trolls movies is are a lot like this, but they're not Illumination, so I just I look at it and it it feels so I don't know, manufactured, like the movie's going to end in a dance party and I love it, ending in a dance party. That's my favorite trope. I did, why is it every movie? It's all of these. I think Shrek had the first one, <laughs> which is crazy. Dude, I um, watched Shrek 2 recently. Yeah. What a film that holds up. <laughs> I think we talked about this. You said it holds up, and I was kind of shocked because Shrek to me is like, it's it's like that cynical early 2000s, like hating what's good and right in the world. You know what I mean? It's like the first thing that I could think of, not the first, but one of the first pieces of media I could think of that like took imagery from mm-hmm. childhoods and like made it uh, unsavory. Like an Alice, you know, like that game, things like that. I, I still can't believe, be sorry, I'm just thinking about minions again. Remember how <laughs> they hit them during World War II? They what during World War II? They hid. What? Oh, have we not talked about this? I, I could have no. sworn we've talked about this on the channel. The minions hid during World War II? Yeah, because, okay, you know, you know, Gru is the most despicable man, and the whole minions thing is that they follow the most despicable person alive. Okay. I, I didn't see the movie, so I didn't know this. Oh, okay. So this in the all, Minions film, you're dropping a lot of stuff I highly me, encourage yeah. you to watch the first 10 minutes of the Minions film, and that's it. <laughs> because, so they go in, right? It's You open the film, and they show the Minions uh, throughout history, following, like, you know, monarchs and dictators over history, showing that they were the most <laughs> evil, like Napoleon, you know? And then when they get to I World War II, they get <laughs> caved underground in a frozen tunnel for like 30 years. And that's a plot point. Like they make sure you're aware of that. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yep, that is my favorite fun fact about Minions is that they had, like, that was a discussion on the round table, right? Yeah, they were like, all right, well, they have to follow the most evil people in history, but, ooh, what do we do? Hitler's, like, too recent, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, you can't, nobody's going to be offended by, like, Napoleon now. Everybody yeah, living yeah. is sort of over I think that's that. the funny part is, like, they they were like, it's fine to show real-life people, but... <laughs> There's some people alive who who were around for Hitler. So we got to find a way. I just love the idea that, like, 
they the implication there is that they would have fallen in line in Hitler's army. Yeah, which, yeah, that's exactly what the implication is. You're right. Yeah, that just means that they're Nazis deep down, and I don't want to watch that movie. I think like, they're followers. I think that's all it is. Yeah, but then, but they would be Nazi sympathizers. Yes, they're attracted to power. I, I just, I yeah, know you're right. Because okay, their whole thing, like, okay, well, let me try and find minions. That's Why actually unbelievable. Follow Gru. Like, l- let's just look at that. Um, why are minions loyal to Gru? Um, oh, it's like showing me all these like emotional things. And okay, here's another thing r slash fan theories. At one point, the minions were Nazis. Ah, yep, yep. See, they're oh, on the oh, same this track. Was before the min- minion movie came out. Oh. Damn, yeah, this I bet Illumination saw theory. that thread. They saw that thread and they were like, ooh, <laughs> oh, we got to figure something out here. Here it goes. Um, I guess I didn't know this. I haven't watched any of the Despicable Me movies. I've only watched the Minions movie because that sounded funny. <laughs> That's got to be very confusing for you. I would. I got it. And then <laughs> they said, uh, this person says, it's heavily implied that the Minions chilled in Antarctica for 150 years between Napoleon and Gru. Oh, my God. And then they confirmed that theory. Wow. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. That's okay. That, that feels like such a cop out. I mean, I guess it's the best way to avoid, you know. Okay, the you're a kids movie. Are you saying let's include Hitler in it? Kind of. I'm. I'm saying <laughs> you got to do something. I don't know. There's probably a better way to do it. I feel like them hiding in Antarctica. I guess it's the best way you could make it happen. I don't know. They have an obsession with the moon. Maybe they go to the moon and they got stuck there for a hundred years. I, I think there's something different between them deciding let's fuck off for a little while and them getting stuck somewhere. Does that make sense? Like you said, they got thawed and frozen in ice. If that wasn't a no, decision no, no, no. they made, They didn't that's get better. thawed and frozen in ice. They were like navigating in Antarctica and then got like caved in or some shit. Yeah, see, I don't like that as much. I don't, I, Isn't that that's, the same thing as getting stuck on the moon? They got stuck in the not, cave? Not to me, because you don't get stuck in a cave for a hundred years. Are they immortal? Yes. They eat bananas. No, they say banana. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said that so matter of fact. <laughs> you sound like it, it you're a like moderator I... of the Minions wiki. <laughs> of the forum. <laughs> I'm Bob um, Kind. Correction. Uh, no, they just say banana. <laughs> Carry on. Kind. So wait, they don't eat. They they don't have to Why to sleep are or... Minions immortal? That's shocking. Okay. They... Um. Why can't the minions die? Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Um, Did the minions used to be people, you think? No. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to take like a, you know, a mutation angle. You know? Okay, Maybe so largely this fact is used for comedic purposes, but if we look a bit closer, it becomes very grim. It, For example, the minions were anything other than fun, so like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Just, Just say it. Just out with it. Yeah, it's honestly, it's pretty grim, you know, because like it's hard confirmed. They are immortal. They just go from despicable person to despicable person. And realistically, you know, 
the heroes typically win in these stories. Right. Like so they're always losing. They're always losing. The person they're following, sure. Which I guess not to sympathize with the Nazi sympathizers, but oh. like I guess no, they're technically not Nazi sympathizers, right? Technically no. Because they don't know about it. But logically, yes. Well, yeah. Realistically, do you, do you they think would they would see what was happening and be appalled? Like, I'm not gonna be a part of it. This. this is I think they cheer and say banana. <laughs> Standing outside the trains. <laughs> this is so... Yeah, the oh more you God. paint the situation, the more haunting it becomes. It's very grim. It really is. Like, But we're correct. There, uh, like, oh my God. there is... They had to lock the minions on, in Antarctica because, as you said, like, the stark implication is that they would have followed yeah. Hitler. They would have yeah. been attendees at concentration camps. Yeah, they would have like been the guards and shit. You would have had to get past the 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 minions to make an escape. Yeah, I see like three of them just stacked on each other in a trench coat. <laughs> see, it sounds funny, but it's very sad actually. <laughs> it's very, it's very sad, sad. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, that that is, I love that Illumination in these movies use the word despicable mm-hmm. very strategically. Like we won't say evil. Or yeah. like I don't know, but like Despicable is so. I think of uh, comic like, Daffy Duck, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like Despicable. Yeah, it doesn't mean like evil or ter- it's like it, it. It's there's something a little silly about it. Yeah, it's calling someone goofy instead of funny. You know? Yeah, they practically mean the same thing. You scallywag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would call Hitler Despicable. <laughs> The minions would. Words. Yeah, the minions would. Like, okay, okay. So my thing with it is that I've always just been like, ha, ha, ha. They they didn't even, it didn't happen because they were in Antarctica. And it wasn't until now where I realized, like, I was like, oh, yeah, because they would have followed him. But it, mm-hmm. I never realized that was a handshake from Illumination saying, yeah, they would have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tacit uh, confirmation. They're just like, yep, that's true. Damn, that's fucked up. I mean, there have been a lot of terrible dictators in uh, history, right? Like, I don't know. Hitler can't be the worst person they've followed. Who all Genghis Khan. have the minions serve? Wow, that was predicted text for me. They, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so here we go. Um, history, they predate humans by millions of years, as stated in the Minions 2015, obviously. By Their only purpose is to find and serve the most despicable masters in history. Although they have end up being quite incompetent in prehistoric times, they served a T-Rex okay. whom they accidentally killed. While in Egypt, they served and killed an unnamed pharaoh by dropping a pyramid on him, killing him, as well as other innocent people. When they served a vampire and celebrated his birthday, he is intentionally vaporized by sunlight. During the French Revolution, they killed Napoleon by shooting him with the cannon. During the 1960s, they served Scarlet Overkill before going on to serve uh, Felonis Gru. After Felonis redeems himself and becomes apparent, the minions decide to start serving his twin, Drew Gru. Okay. Wait, so they killed all the peoples they served. If they were around, they could have they could have changed some things, actually. They could have saved a lot of people, actually. They could have gotten Hitler killed <laughs> through antics. 
They could have had some mischief happen. They could have actually been the thing that helped a lot of people. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, yeah, this ignores that they were underground for so long. But, okay. um, yeah, it looks like right now in the current place, um, like, you know, Gru was the he they followed him for a while. And then okay. whenever he kind of stopped being despicable, they followed his twin, who was also evil. And right now we're kind of in a minion renaissance because they are they seem masterless right now. Damn. So they're just drifting through the wind trying to find someone. They need an evil person to get It could behind. get very political right now if they wanted to sue. It, yeah, they really could. They could go crazy if, if they wanted to. Could you imagine if, like, you turn on the TV? Like, you're Elon Musk, right? Uh-huh. And you turn on the TV <laughs> and you see that the new Minion movie, they're following, like, I don't know, Kevin Dusk. And he's just a guy. And you you have to call some people Illumination and threaten to sue them. Like, I, yeah. I love the idea that they could just troll anybody that they want no, right no. now. No, no, the minions have the strongest political power in the <laughs> world right now. I'm not talking nuclear weapons. I'm talking about the social sway. And it could be the long game now. Like, yeah. if you show... Okay, okay, hear me out. Let's say that you, you were talking about who's evil and what. Yeah. They can uh, decide. They can decide. And let's say, let's say they had a guy named Ronald Rump, right? <laughs> and he's the president of the United Banana or whatever. Yes. And yeah. the minions follow him because they see what he's done. And then, like, if, put your political affiliation aside, listener. Like, I'm just saying <laughs> that they have choices here. They have honestly, leverage. Honestly, it'd be very funny if it went the other way. And yeah. it was like... John Maiden or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, what? Like, what are they what are they trying to say with this? Because <laughs> I, I think it could go any direction. It's also like a, a Stark 50-50, you know, because I don't know if people see Gru from Despicable Me and like have some sympathy for him, you know? That's true. Yeah. Because I don't yeah, know if yeah, kids recognize right. the the despica despicacality. Despicability? Of him. I don't yeah. Despicability of him. But Here's another thing. It's like, let's say it is, you know, Schmo Biden, Schmo Biden, right? And, or Ronald Rump. What, what's so interesting is that that's not going to, you know, in, that's not going to concern the next election, but in like right. 20 years from now, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people look back and they're like, wow, that was... Yeah, I, I can't believe we lived through that. that Minions <laughs> 2 could possibly be the most politically charged film of all time. They have the power to. Like, I'm not saying they'll take it, but we all have to agree they have the power to. And I th I love the implication that they could, like, totally go. They they have such a plausible deniability, too. Because like you said with the Gru thing, where they follow Ronald Rump, and people are like, wow, that means he's the most evil guy. But maybe he's redeemed in the end. He has a heart of gold. And then yeah. people are like, what? Oh, what do I What do I do with this? How do I parse this information? He's actually good? What do I, it, 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 it's chilling, the fact that they could go in any direction. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. That's amazing. <laughs> Our producer says things we can learn from minions, according to LinkedIn. A bad boss is desirable in some contexts. Clear direction is needed. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, they have missed a lot of shots here and there. Natural slash divine intervention is beautiful. This is a LinkedIn article? Do not take things personally. You are but a minion in the machine. I I can't believe how much time the minions have filled here. And I can't believe you never knew about that Antarctica thing. I had no idea, dude. That that changes my perspective drastically. It's uh, so funny. It's, that's shocking. It's so funny that they felt the need to put that detail in as like a key plot point. Like it's in the intro yeah, yeah, of the yeah. film. They could have just skipped it. That's the they thing. They could have just been like, they're following the most despicable people. And then the implication is like, Hitler wasn't despicable. He was just evil, right? Like, you could have just not had them follow him. Look, But they I mean, felt he, like they had to. Here's the other thing. They had an unnamed pharaoh from Egypt that they followed. They f- yeah. followed an unnamed vampire. Like, I wouldn't even <laughs> suspect that this is the same world that I live in until you throw Napoleon in there. You yeah, know? Yeah, it could have been. And it didn't even have to be Napoleon. It could have been any, like, uh, like French, French Renaissance general. Man. Yeah, exactly. You could it could have been like you have plausible deniability there. It could have been like a fake Napoleon or so. That's oh man, they really they overstepped a little. That's what I'm I saying. Think. I was like, if you just didn't include Napoleon, you have deniability that there's separate worlds, separate timelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because a vampire, come on. Is, yeah. is, I'm not gonna go with that. That's really funny. Um I'm tr- to get back to the Mario movie, uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast before. I was sure that Toads were going to be minions. Yeah, and I yeah. think I, w- I would have taken think- that bet with you. Well, I don't think it's that wrong. They're not like yelling and screaming and like you know banana. being being the banana guys. They're coherent. They're coherent and they're they're lucid. But there's a point in the trailer where they're like, "Look at us, we can't fight. We're adorable," and it's like. Yeah, this is supposed to be the thing that kids latch on to, I think. Like I every, agree with you. Every kid's movie has something that the kids, like, love mm-hmm. or latch on to. Like, I think Yoshi's going to be a dog. Um, in every oh, yeah, no Yoshi in the trailer yet. No, he's been in the trailer. Not the Yoshi, but some Yoshis. They have, oh, like, okay. that scene with, like, a bunch of Yoshis running. Oh, um, true, true, yeah. I think that in pretty much every kid's movie, they have, like, an animal that is supposed to be, like, the friend of the good guy or the protagonist or whatever, but they always just turn it into a dog, whether it's a horse mm-hmm. or, I don't know. I like know what you mean. pig from Moana. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Man's it, best it's, friend kind of vibe. Exactly. They want it to be a dog so the kid can watch it be like, oh, my God, that's just like my dog. I think Yoshi's a dog in this movie. I don't yeah. think he talks. So, to can go Yoshi back talk? to, like, the voices and everything. I don't know. Um... I think Chris Pratt is like the laziest. I think we all agree. Sure. Um, Anya Taylor Jones or Anya Taylor Joy, right? Yeah, that's her name. That's the one, Joy. Yeah, yeah, Joy. I think she's a phenomenal actress, but I, I wish I feel like I know that they're making Peach badass, and I yeah. think that's fine. I'm all for it. But they also gave her like kind of a deeper, more badass voice to fit. 
But I right. kind of like the idea that like she can still have that femininity and touch and still be badass, right? Right. Because Peach I definitely agree. has like this higher register that she s- speaks in. Yeah. I, I think like that's another one I kind of critique. But I like uh, the Jack Black Bowser. I think we all agree is like the best one. It's good. Yeah. But what surprises me is like Jack Black just has a funny voice on his own. Yeah. And he's kind of like that one guy. Like, you know, you always critique Chris Pratt or critique Chris Pratt for just speaking. Right. But like, that's what Jack Black has done in a lot of his roles. Like Kung Fu Panda. That's just his voice. Right. Yeah. He's kind of doing the same thing here, except he's like putting a little bit more gravel on it. Yeah. There's some gravel on it for sure. Yeah, but it's it, you're right in that it's just his speaking voice for the most part, you know, exaggerated up a little bit. I do Charlie think the Bowser Day is one just, is pretty different, though. But Charlie Day is just Charlie, Charlie Day. Charlie Day is just yelling. He's just, <laughs> he's just loud, which is maybe just the one scene that we've seen him in. Um, yeah. I think Charlie I, Day also has a unique voice, so, like, they probably oh, cast totally. on that. Yeah, he seems great. And, and that's what I was thinking is, like, maybe all these goofy, silly voices, that's the reason that Mario's pretty, like grounded is to be mm-hmm. sort of the foil um luigi is like the comic relief or you know whatever so like i'm not trying to i don't know i feel like it's so easy to be critical without seeing it and i'm yeah i'm, I'm genuinely trying to give it the benefit of the doubt it's i have just, friends I, who know. like you know work in high places and they've seen the full movie what yeah no way yeah <sighs> and I'm so sad because you know stuff about it and you can't tell me. I actually don't know anything about it. Really? They don't tell you? Uh, I didn't ask. Sure. I guess you want to stay. Yeah, I I want to enjoy it, right? I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only asked two questions and it was one, is it good? And they were like, surprisingly, yeah. That's And I was like, all right, yeah. How is Chris Pratt's voice was my next question. And they go, I'll be honest, I think the trailers picked out the worst clips and it's you really don't even notice it. Oh. And I go, okay. Yeah. Good. Good for him then. Genuinely. I, I think I'm not I, I feel like a lot of people are dunking on him and making just just to have something to talk about. Yeah. I'm happy. I think people just dislike Chris Pratt, right? Yeah, literally, yes. I, I think, you know, I'm not defending his political views or anything like that, but it really feels like Chris Pratt randomly and just miraculously became like the nickelback of actors. He really did out of nowhere. You know, cause like it's, I mean, I feel like I've liked him in all his roles. I loved him in parks and rec and uh, I don't, I don't know. I know he's very much like blue lives matters, very Republican, very religious, yeah. but I, I feel like that alone doesn't warrant the, the whole nickelback phenomenon. Right? Yeah, I don't know what he did. I think beliefs are one thing, but actions mm-hmm. are another. And as far as I know, and 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 I don't want to be wrong here because maybe he did something horrendous and we don't know. I and now we're here, he like. But I think he just like he has his own personal beliefs, and they got on the internet. And I think a lot of people. I think you're right that like here's this goofy, uh, bumbling oafish guy from Parks and Rec who got really fit and got into the MCU and now he's cool as hell. And people put a lot of stock into that. Cause like, they're like, Oh my God, he's so cool. He's an every man who now is in all this stuff. And he, he seemed like a, um, trying to think of a, like a, like a John Krasinski at the beginning, like mm-hmm. a, like a guy that everybody could get behind, but you're right. I don't know when it happened. And I do think it was around that time. 
Yeah, but the Nickelback comparison is absolutely correct. No, Nickelback is totally true because, like, they don't. It's not even like you can point to anything he does and say that sucks. Like, I I think Nickelback even you could, but Chris Pratt is just like he's just overexposed. He's in everything, and so people hate him for that. You know, it's a weird. uh, I don't know. It's a really weird spot to be in for that guy. I know that I probably wouldn't be as critical of him if I didn't see that uh, that Koopa's interview. That one <laughs> kind of made me think he's never played a Mario game. That one, oh was, yeah, and, and like he was, just, you know, it, it wasn't him, but I was just like, come on, man. Koopas. It just felt like you know Bowser was or Jack Black was just like talking about being Bowser and like gassing it up and everything like that. And then he, was, he gets to Chris Pratt and goes, oh, I love playing Mario and stomping <laughs> Koopas. I love playing Super Mario. And he didn't even talk about, like, Super Mario Bros. He talked about, like, the first NES. one. Yeah, yeah, with, with, the, with the pow block and the crabs. It was like, dude, what? <laughs> it was very funny. I, I, I'm, listen, I hope it's good. Honestly, dude, and I think we talked about this before, I hope it's better than the Sonic movies. I know the Sonic movies are like highly regarded or whatever. People love yeah. them. I, I don't think they're good. I, I saw one person talk about, they said, the Mario movie needs to be good so people realize the Sonic movies are bad. Yes. Literally true. Please. Like, I, I think, I, I've, yeah. I've gotten sort of, I've gotten blown up for saying this, but the Sonic movies are like, they're fine, like, seven out of ten buddy movies. And they're for kids, right? Like, I'm not trying to be, like, the grown man who, oh, this movie isn't good because it's not made for me. Listen, I get it's a kid's movie, but it's so safe. Like, you could have put anybody in that Sonic role, and it would have been fine. He's just a, a wise-talking, silly alien. Uh, I just... I don't know. Those movies did not do anything for me. Yeah, I watched it. I enjoyed it, but it was just kind of like, uh, I never really thought twice about it. I was like, huh, that was a good time. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, for how much Sonic people talk about it, you would think it was like a revelation, but yeah, I just hope Mario is better th- than the Sonic movie because it would be funny. Like Sonic just can't catch a break in any medium. <laughs> I like just keeps beating him. I like where the direction is going with all these films because I kind of saw someone post like a joke image of, you know, like all the Marvel films eventually do the Avengers. Ah, yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone had like a fake poster for like the Smash Brothers tournament. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And it just had like Mario next to Luigi, next to Bowser, next to Peach, next to Sonic, next to Pikachu from Detective Pikachu. Sure, yeah. Which is a different Pikachu I like to guess. Yeah. Could you imagine Mario fighting Pikachu and it's just Ryan Reynolds talking? (laughs) Well, he's wearing the hat, too. Yeah. He's dressed up. Yeah. I forgot Detective Pikachu existed until you just said that now. Yeah, that was kind of like the first one in this chain of uh, video game movies, right? It went really well, too. That's crazy. Huh. I thought it was cute. I thought it was like, um, 
a little cringy here and there. I thought the acting was honestly really bad from anyone besides Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Who's the kid in it? The I don't guy? remember. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. He's the... Okay, hold on. Let me see. Detective Pikachu kid. Uh, so the kid in this movie... Oh, I searched... Det- I should just search IMDb. Um, the actor here, Justice Smith. Yeah, that guy. So he was awful. And I played a game recently called The Quarry, which is one of those games that's like a movie. Um, yeah. It's like a, like a David Cage kind of thing. It's made by Supermassive. It was very good. But Justice Smith is a is one of the main roles in that in that game, and he's awful there too. How does he keep getting roles? Uh, well, what was so crazy was I think I went to go see this movie with uh, Major. I think way back uh-huh. in the day, I saw Detective Pikachu, and it was kind of like I feel like I got gaslit by the acting a little bit. Okay, and I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever, and then when Ryan Reynolds, like, as a human comes on screen, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's what <laughs> acting looks like. <laughs> well, he's, like, he only shows up at the end, right? Or yeah, that's what, the- it was, that was enough for me. Yeah, he got turned into, the uh, spoilers, he gets turned from a spoilers Pikachu into a person. Pikachu. That's what it is. And I, I, I think I, I felt the same thing, where it was like, oh, there's actors in this movie. There's a real person. It's not just, like, a kid's movie. Okay, wow. You want to know about this? Is just a funny story. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when I was on uh, dating apps earlier, um, one time I was talking. I'm just gonna I'm gonna change the topic. I'm gonna so okay. Send it. I was talking to a girl. She messaged me. She was into anime and stuff like that. Asked me about uh-huh. certain anime. I talked about it, and she was like, "Oh, are you watching this?" And I was like, "You know." I kind of have that talk. It's like, I actually don't, I don't mean to be pretentious. It's just true of like, I actually, I don't really enjoy watching anime, but I like reading manga because mm-hmm. it's mainly because like my attention span is so shit. If I try to watch something in subtitles, I just get distracted. Sure. So I, I like reading because it doesn't move forward without me reading it. Right. Like, so I, I just, I, it's not a pretentious reason why I read. I just enjoy it more. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, cringe ass mongo reader <laughs> and i was like uh fuck and i don't know if i was just having a bad day and yeah. then that happened or what but then i was like what are you watching right now and she was like chainsaw man and then i just told her who dies in it because <laughs> i have that power <laughs> honestly that's then she, that's an alpha move. I like that. Th- thank you. Yeah. Then she unmatched me. And yeah, I, I thought like fair, you know, it's just no one goes on Tinder to make lifelong connections. I I either go on there to meet someone with something special or to get a funny story out of it. And I yep. got that. To be funny. Just get the story. I love that because uh, to to be mad at you for reading manga, to be a cringe ass manga enjoyer, and then to be watching like the current anime of the month you know what i mean like the one that everybody is watching right now the trendy thing is so like oh man come on i just think it's really funny because like i haven't read like all that much manga because i like i don't i like reading weekly like i read a lot of ongoing shit so i don't binge a lot sure but i don't know she just said the one thing i'm caught up on and i was like all right here we go the uh it's like it's like bringing a a knife to a gunfight right oh yeah yeah yeah. i have all the ammunition in the world here 
Yeah, you could have made it much worse. Like you, you could have gone all the way in on it, but you just gave her one little taste. It could have been disastrous. Mm-hmm. I that's my biggest problem with reading or watching any of that stuff is the binging because you have to catch up. You know that's yeah. that's, well, a that's tough the thing. Spot my goal is never to catch up because I, mm-hmm. I think it's mentally like easier. I think I'd enjoy something read the one less. Thing a week. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd enjoy something less if I'm like actively trying to catch up. Yeah, I just kind of just read when I want to, and like I've there's several uh, mangas that I've not been caught up on for like years of just like I'll read when I get bored. Sure, and uh, eventually I'll catch up, and then it's cool. But after One Piece and like getting to try and get people into One Piece, right? I'm just like I don't want to do that because. It, I don't know. I, I think when you see the finish line like so far away, it's just really discouraging. Right. Yeah, I I I I that's I feel that way about Berserk. I've always wanted to read Berserk. Mm-hmm. Um because it, it feels like it's up my alley in terms of just the subject matter and the stuff in it. But I felt the same way. I read like three chapters and I was like, I like this, but good lord, I got so much yeah. work to do. It's so far ahead. And you can't even tell people that you're reading it because people will spoil it. So, like, you got to do it in secret <laughs> for months. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, That's all. Whenever I read things, I don't talk about it until I finish. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I'm on Better Call Saul right now, and I'm on season five. I'm almost done. Oh. And I can't oh. tell anyone. How far in season five? I just finished the 50% off episode where I'm trying to think of the last thing that happened. Uh, the thing with Werner Ziegler just ended. That plot line oh, just ended. Bro. Um, yeah. That Lalo was a is, heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lalo is now, like, deep into the thing. Lalo yeah. was, uh, he wasn't there for a while, but he just, he's big in it now. Um. Oh, I think. Yeah. So, my favorite scene in Better Call Saul is, I, I think it's somewhere in season four. Okay. Of, it's just when they uh, Chuck and Jimmy karaoke singing Abba. Oh yeah, winner takes Dude, all. Yeah, what a heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I watch that scene over and over again, even now, and like I can still tear up. It's so mag magically done, magically done. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tough one. I the, the crazy thing about it is like I didn't have that spoiled for me. So, like, at the end of season three or four... You know, let's not spoil the viewers. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn it. Now I want to talk about it. Okay. I didn't know anything that was going to happen in the show, and I didn't have it spoiled for me. So when the thing happened, I was very surprised. Yeah. How about that? There. Uh, I went into the show with zero spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, You ever, like, have something happen, and then you're like, Oh, wait, I got spoiled on that years ago. I just forgot. Yes. Yeah. That happened to me in this show. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because that like, feels amazing. Uh, whenever this show came out, there were some massive plot twists that you haven't even gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. And everyone was talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, I, I haven't watched the show. I could probably read like context clues. Like, what's so shocking? Like, did Brian Cranston come in or something? You know, that's yeah, because that'd get me to watch the show. And then I, I was just like scrolling through Twitter. And then someone like said what it was. And I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know, and then I just didn't think about it. But then uh, whenever I watched through it, it was kind of like as soon as the scene started and things were like looking like it could Locking lead to something. Locking into place. Yeah. yeah, like 
when I was 30 seconds away from it happening, it just like flashed in my head. I was like, oh. Yeah. Which but I'm glad bad. I repressed it. Yeah, yeah. That when when it, when you see it happening and then it's like you remember the spoiler, you're like, ah, okay, well that's that's fine, because at least it's not like it it you saw the wheels sort of locking into place before. Yeah. I uh I spoiler culture is so weird to me because like, so I was streaming uh, Fallout Four. This is years and years ago. I'm about to spoil the ending of Fallout Four. You don't I'll allow it. You, yeah, you guys don't care. Be honest. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, Fallout 4 comes out, and the plot of the game is you are a mother or father, and uh, the bombs go off, and the siren happens, and you have to go into the Fallout shelter. And in the Fallout shelter, uh, right as you're going into cryogenic sleep or whatever, like 30, 40 years, whatever it is, um, a guy comes in, shoots your spouse in the head, and takes your baby. And the whole game is like you wake up from cryogenic uh, sleep and you got to go find your baby. Turns out your baby is the overlord of the whole place. They call him father. So Uh the bit is, you know, he's called father, but you're actually his father. And he knows that. And some guy, I think it's like some guy from the future rescued him for something. I don't remember the exact things, whatever, who cares? But that's like the big twist. Somebody came into my chat when I was playing the game and they were like, as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Like, father is your son that you're looking for. Father is your son. And they, they spammed it, whatever. This is on day one. And I was playing Fallout 4 as uh, Democratic nominee Bernie Sanders with a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> and I told the guy, I'm like, I don't, you're in the wrong stream for this. <laughs> like, I'm not here for plot spoilers. I haven't thought about my son in years. I'm, I'm literally just roaming the wastelands, blowing up every uh, barbarian As I see. Democratic nominee Bernie Sanders. As do. Bernie Sanders, yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm petitioning for change on the streets of Boston. I don't have time to look for my son. And it's just like, this guy was just trying to ruin anybody's day. It's not like he like came into my stream and thought about it. So I was really invested and wanted to fuck with me. He's just, he's just shotgunning to any stream he could to try to ruin somebody's playtime. And I'm just like, dude, come on. Why do you have to be like that? At least make it tactical, you know? I I don't know. It was so weird to me. I feel like spoilers are such a, it's a way for people to feel powerful. You know what I mean? I agree. As someone who's been on, like, I don't like spoiling things. I mean, I'm such a devout One Piece fan where I right. will go out of my way to not spoil things. Like, yeah, when course. other people talk to me about One Piece, I'm like, who are you talking to about it? Oh, you're talking to this person? You shouldn't do that. They're notorious for spoiling things. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I'm shit talking to prevent spoilers from happening. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's when... Um, it does make you feel powerful. Like, that's why I never stream RPGs because people always right. ask me to, but every single time I've streamed RPGs, someone spoils it. Yep. Even if I'm playing day one, right? And RPGs are like so plot important that you Yeah, the can't... story's all you got. Exactly. Yeah, you can't get away with that. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, yeah. I played all through Xenoblade 3 and I was like, oh, I probably should like uh, play this um, on stream or something. It would have been fun. People know I like Xenoblade. They might have watched. Right. But 
then when I got to, uh, I would say there's for any Xenobladers out there, uh, Xenoblade three chapter five, I think that was like the emotional peak of any video game I've ever played. Really? Yeah. That's strong, huh? Okay. That's strong. And it was like that I wouldn't have had that if I was streaming it. Mm -hmm. Like it was sure. so beautifully done. Like it's it's dead as like they get you to like the the climax of the game and then put you through an hour long cutscene. Like you just watch a movie. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. I feel That's like just a movie. I feel like people who don't stream don't really understand that there is a difference between like playing a game in front of people or like with people like that and playing a game um, on your own. Like obviously yeah. you can understand it theoretically and just like you could understand why that would be different. But it really is so – I don't know how to put it. It's, it's I just word it as like there are games for you and then there are games for me. Yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. You just have to like, I don't know, you have to be able to consume and digest it at your own pace. I feel like it's it's hard to explain that. Even, even if it's not a story game, like, I don't know, I get a lot of people that ask me to play certain games on my stream and it's like, I don't want to do that with an audience because then I got to like be funny or at least have this subconscious feeling like I got to be funny or be on. It's like I just want to, you know, play this game slow at my own pace. Yeah, it's nice. Xenoblade for me is like a game where I know I'm just going to zone out. And like, it's like another thing of I get hyper fixated on things. Oh, we got a fishing sure. mini game. I might zone out and do this for 20 minutes. Sure. And I don't want chat to be like, just move on. You know, or like anything like that. Like, feel like you're wasting people's time. Yeah. Because the solution to this that people always say is just ignore it. And I think and that also comes from the same perspective of not really knowing how it works. Exactly. Yeah. Because like if, if you want to fish for three hours, you could do that. And then your viewership gets cut in like in half. And you don't really care. But you might care a little, especially if it messes up your numbers for the month. And then it's like, why am I even doing this? It's uh, it gets weird. Speaking of fishing mini games, I popped into your stream the other day. What were the what were the Sonic mods? What was yes. happening there? Uh, so th this is yesterday. I did a stream. The only one I saw was Luigi and the Uwu, and then I had to leave. But oh, those are the only okay, two that okay. I saw. So I need to show you the oh, and the Arceus, the Arceus. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I have like three modders on payroll, and they, they usually just do like Pokemon stuff, fucking whatever. But I, so the, I played Sonic Frontiers early. And then when the game came out, I was like, I don't want to go through the whole intro again. So I just asked those modders to inject Sonic Frontiers with as many mods as they could put together in a week and leave it at that. And don't tell me what they are. I just wanted to experience everything going in blind. And it was such an insane trip for me. I, I highly <laughs> encourage it because... The game is so much, um, it's just, it was just fun. Like, it's so many mods. It's unpredictable. It's like, you, you, like, I'm not saying is Sonic Frontiers good or bad. I'm not getting into that argument. Of I'm course. just saying, like, you know what you're getting yourself, you know what you're signing up for. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I tuned in for a little bit. I saw the Uwu and the Luigi. And um, those are the only two that so I So you saw. played through Sonic Frontiers, right? 
Yeah, I, I, well, I haven't beaten it yet because this the the last area I was in pissed me off so much. It was the one with the towers. So yeah, I, I have one know. more world, but oh, okay, gotcha. then I'm done. Uh, so on the first boss that where you go supersonic on, uh, he his idol animation was just him Gangnam styling. <laughs> And if you remember correctly, how you initiate that fight is you have to shadow the Colossus, climb up him. And yeah. do you know how fucking hard it is when he is mobile, Gangnam styling, and every time his feet touch the ground, the screen shakes? Wait, so he doesn't. I thought if you were climbing him, he wouldn't be idle. Nope. No, he's still nope. idling. <laughs> What's so funny is like in the fight, if you were to uh, <laughs> if you were to like hit like you know sometimes he swats you away yeah he would swat me away <laughs> I'd rotate the camera and then he'd just be Gangnam styling <laughs> it <laughs> it was by far the funniest mod I have ever seen in any video game <laughs> I I'm gonna have to go rewatch the vod that's tremendous. Yeah, after this, Holy I want to just put you in a call and walk you through everything. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's tremendous. Holy shit. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's uh that that's 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 what you've been doing. I didn't know you had modders on payroll. That's sick. Yeah, I mean, normally I just do it for like Pokemon stuff because mm -hmm. we've been working on like a, a few scrap projects here and there, but a few bigger projects. Sure. But it's just kind of like little things like uh let's say I when when I did the whole like Pokemon, but the whole ground is ice. Yes. Uh yeah. whenever I did like the shiny runs, I had to modify the shiny odds so it was bearable. And like that's not like a whole project. That's like an hour, if even for them. But sure. it's just always nice knowing I can just hand those little projects off to people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's nice to be able to just sit back and I don't know. And and uh, having the distance from it means that you can't do stuff like react to it organically. Yeah. And, like yeah. not have to sort of have this contrived. I, I'm going through the same thing now where I would really love to do some like Reddit react stuff and content. Like, you know, just uh -huh. dumb looking through stuff. But I can't go through it myself, right? So I have to have somebody else to do it, which is uh, which is tough. So uh, anyway, ding, ding. We're, we're here. We're at an hour. Okay, um, so... We didn't it was start all with the Mario movie. It's all minions, bro. <laughs> no, what, what I open with? Because I was like, we didn't start with the Mario movie. No, we started with my story, which is now on YouTube. Oh, um, true. At go ahead and click on through my YouTube Yeah, if you can't find it, then just watch every video all the way through until you find it. Um, <laughs> there's good stuff up there. And then we talked about Mario. Uh, Illumination, briefly. Mario briefly, Chris Pratt briefly. Then I think minions. it's when I mentioned that they're French. I think that's when things really started to like divert. Oh, things went off the rails. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you said French, we you just jumped all the way off. Yeah. Um. So we talked about the minions forever, mm -hmm. and I don't minions remember was what a big part. That. We talked about how politically charged their next film is going to be. <laughs> they hold a lot of power. I don't think they realize. Uh, they they hold a lot of sway. Right yeah, now. I don't think everyone else realizes how much power they have either. Right. Uh, minions, power. I don't remember what we got into after Minions or why. Uh, I think I hard pivoted, right, to the, like, the, the Chainsaw Man spoiling story. Yeah, yeah. Chainsaw Man, then manga and, and anime in general. Spoiler culture. Streaming. 
Sonic Frontiers Gundam style. I think that was it. Oh, yeah, I think that sums it all up. All right. Well, we uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for not slamming on the brakes. And we got a couple more episodes for you by the end of the year. So we'll see you uh, next time. See you. Goodbye. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.